0: We now begin the 12th parak of Masech and this chapter 12 deals with the mitzvah of Chalitza. So we're really moving away from plan A Yibam to plan B Chalitza. And let me first just read you the, the verses inside, so you see where this is going. There's four verses here in Devarim. It's Parsha's uh, Kitzetze in parak Hafei, chapter 25, from verse 7. It says, yach mm-hmm. es if the man, meaning the surviving brother, doesn't want to take his sister-in-law, the Yavama, to be his wife, So then the sister-in-law, she will go to um, the gate, to the elders. That's where the bezdin would sit in time of the, of the, of the Chumash. And she says, And she says, my brother is refusing. My brother-in-law, I should say, is refusing to establish for his brother a name in Israel. Lo ava yavmi, he refuses to marry me. karu lo Ero So then, the elders, the bezin, will call him the brother-in-law. V'dibreilav, <speaking in Hebrew> they'll have a discussion with him. Va'amad, <speaking in Hebrew> and then he stands. Meaning the brother-in-law stands. Va'amar, <speaking in Hebrew> and he says lo <speaking> chafatzti <in Hebrew> I do not want to take her as my wife. So then his sister-in-law will approach him. In the eyes, meaning in front of all of the elders, the Bezin. And she will remove his shoe. Here the word chalca, that's where the comes from that, the removal of the shoe. From upon his foot. And she will spit. Bifanov in front of him, although Bipanov could in his face. Um Rosh speaks out there, of course it doesn't mean that it means on the floor in front of him. Vaansa, and then she responds, Va'amran, and she says, Ish, Yivne Es Base Thus is done to the man who will not build up his brother's home. Vinikra Yisrael, and then his name will be called out. Amongst Israel base chasanal that he is the one who was chalutsanal who had his shoe taken off now that's the those are the psuku now it certainly does seem a little exotic to us to think of this shoe taking off procedure um and what it's all about so let me just give the briefest of backgrounds here um to make some sense of it, at least the symbolic sense of it, the psukom are the psukom, and it's a sacassive so, you know, it's Hashem's world, and we, as an expression of our love and reverence to Him and fealty to Him, express that through precise adherence to His mandates in the Torah, as understood through the Torah Pes. so that's fine. I have no no qualms of that, Um, but just to explain, like, what, like, some symbolic idea of what's happening and why this choice of symbol with the shoe. So the Ramban, and more explicitly really the Malbim, in Shamos, when the Malbim talks about the verses of when Moshe Rabbein is told to take his shoes off um, from his feet, when he's standing in front of the, the, the burning bush, the sneh. So the Malbim explains that a shoe is the symbol of the body with respect to a place for the soul to this, the, the human soul, the soul, to um, have a way to interface with the physical world. That is, to say, the same way when it comes to a shoe. So there's a person, and he puts on a sh- where his the bottom of his person, meaning his the sole of his foot. S o l e, the sole of his foot, bottom of his foot. Um, so to allow it to interface with the world without being damaged, so he wears a shoe to protect his, his foot. And then the, he sits with his feet inside the shoe, and that then allows him to traverse this world um, without being sullied or damaged um, by it, but to interface with it. And similarly, there's a soul in heaven, S-O-U-L, um, which needs to interface with um, this world as it comes down, and um, but not be damaged by or sullied by it. But it has to interface with and influ- influence and interact with this physical world. So for that, it gets a body. The soul's put inside the body and the body becomes like the the soul's office, if you will, um, where it can do its do its work that it has to do in this world, um, and acts through the the tools that the body provides it. Um, but the body therefore and the body sort of allows the interface but still protects and keeps pristine the soul. So that's the idea here, that this person who died in the story of the Yubin case. So he dies without any heirs um, direct, you know, I should say any, any children, I should say any descendants to carry on his legacy. Um, and therefore he's sort of like a, you know, like a, a dead end on the family tree. And the Torah looks to this ensemble as being like a, a, a tragedy that a person, every person is significant and has a role to play. And the role a person has to play, um, is not just some sort of temporary role, but a role that has impact and influence and should have impact and influence, um, doridoros so, you know for generations, a person everyone plays a role in the collective story of of usurul, every Jew in the story of Yisrael. so this person whose life was ended without him having um, descendants to carry on his legacy to actually inherit his physical possessions and carry on his his moral teachings and influence um, to the world and subsequent generations, so that's a bit of a tragedy and by having a new marriage with his old wife that affords a possibility for him. Even to be reincarnated, perhaps, um, for a soul to come down to another body, or at least uh, to have all his possessions be um, flow to a single household, which will use them, um, you know, to to do the good that and job that his possessions and his household, his his physical you know assets were there to do, and so on. So, the idea of the yivma, as you said from the beginning, is to sort of perpetuate the name and legacy of the deceased. And if this brother is refusing to do that for whatever reasons so then um that's considered to be like a bit of a a bit of a, a shame and and he, therefore he's he's essentially shamed as you see in the psukim over here um i guess I'm, i want to emphasize that since talmudic times chazal have already decided that people are much better off doing Khalits than yibum, um and therefore that's a common practice and therefore chalit is really the only avenue um to resolve this issue nowadays because they were concerned people would do yibim for the wrong reasons um, and that would not be good well yibim might be good for the the deceased it certainly may not be good for the surviving brother and sister and widow um, who have to live their lives and maybe they shouldn't be uh, marrying one another or, or doing yibim etc so therefore this is, Khalifa, this is the procedure and we will see it in this Perik um the details so let's start already now here with Yivamu's Perik Yud Base Mishnah Aleph this is twelve one mitzvahs chalitza b'shlosha the mitzvah chalitza should be done before three judges now, these don't need to be expert judges that have smicha they can be even um, as the Misha says here va hediotos even if they're non professional judges they're regular people um, as long as as the Barthuna brings down they're able to at least make sure that they can do the the uh, makar they can make sure that the the verses that the y- Yavam and Yavam need to say can be said clearly, um, and others add to that list of requirements that they're basically experts um, in Ilchos Chalitza. I mean, they don't have to be experts across the board and like, cool, and have Samicha like that, but the Ritva, Meiri, etc. All point out at least they have to be experts in Hilchos Chalitza to administer Chalitza. So that's three people, and by the way, rabbinically they added at least two more to be present. I'm bringing a total to five. Those extra two are there to make sure that it's some. It's publicized because we want the word to go out. That this woman is, you know, ready to marry and hope, we hope that someone will marry her very soon. So we want the word to go out and that to be sort of a public, public event. Now, if the chalitza is done with a min'al, a min'al means a shoe made of soft Leather as opposed to a hard leather shoe. So that's okay, Bidi evid, Kharkhili we want a proper leather shoe um, that protects the foot well. And that's important because I told you the symbolic idea of it protecting the foot, but that's also din. It's called it's what a naal is, the one that protects the foot. So a min'al is someone with soft leather, um, which as long as it hasn't got holes in it or something, would be okay. Bidi evid, although we want a firm, a firm, solid, highly protective shoe. But on the other hand, other hand if, we're talking, if we're talking about like a slipper, this is a shoe that's made out of fabric as opposed to leather, since it doesn't protect the foot sufficiently, psula. removing that slipper would not be effective, would not be a puzzle, and a puzzle active chalitza, which means, what does puzzle chalitza mean? It means that this woman remains um, attached to her brother-in-law and she can't marry anybody else she wants till they do a proper chalitza. Um, so she's, it's not, doesn't, didn't free her yet. Um, in addition, um, it actually postles them from ever getting married. So once you did this procedure, even if we did it wrongly, it has to be redone. So now he can't change his mind to heap him after all. akev Kasher. If someone had a shoe, a sandal here is a proper hard leather shoe, that's good. It has a kev, like a, uh, protecting on the back of the heel, like Yaakov Avino was grabbing for the heel of Asav. A kev, it has a heel to protect. That's kasher, that's good. Although kasher sounds like only bedeeved, um this is actually lecharchile. It has to have a protective, it should have a protective thing on the back. Um and, and if it doesn't, fesheim lo kev, if it doesn't have protective in the heels, like sort of like a slipper or a slip-on or a slide, no or we call sandals for that matter. Oh, this is sandal here. It's the same word as sandal, of course, but if it doesn't protect the heel. So then, puzzle, it's no good. Um, it has to be It has to be something that protects um, the foot, including the back as well. Min kuva ulamata. If the straps go up on the leg um, that tie the shoe on, and really it's useful to see what these things look like, but anyways, there are straps that hold it on, and the mitzvah is to take it off, me'al raglo, take it off of his foot, um, and... Raglo is his foot, like the bottom, the foot foot, and Me'al from on, the drusha is even above that's so like I'll call it the calf, but only Minarkuva Lamata, up to the Akuva is the knee, and not and no higher than that. Chalitsa Sekshir, that's good. Minarkuva Ulamala, but if the straps go on beyond the knee, higher up, so then Chalitsa psula, that's not going to be, if you remove it, it doesn't help, it's an invalid Chalitsa, because that's considered to be more than Me'al, Raglo, it's like, so to speak, like Me'al Ma'al, it's above, above, the foot, which is too high, and that's not okay. So it wouldn't be, would you not be, if you used a shoe whose straps wound around the leg higher than the knee, that's too high, and that would be not okay. You'd have to do it again with, with shoes with straps that go lower down.